Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. It's another uh, melancholy episode, as, as these tributes are. A uh, good friend and uh, former colleague, uh, Ben Eklar, passed away a couple weeks ago. I'm actually recording this the night before, but I will be going to his memorial service and pretty big shock that just not very old <laughs> and uh, sudden passing. So I'm going to find out more about it. But this was a conversation I had with some of his close friends at, at Panini that also worked with him on our team. And, and so they give a chance to uh, honor the memory of Ben Eklar, who was a really outstanding guy, a great contributor to our industry and to our team and to the Panini team. So thanks sponsors, Tops Panini and Upper Deck, especially Panini for this episode. Heritage Auctions, Huggins Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, Comcy.com, and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. So here's the conversation with my four amigos from Panini who are uh, sad and we're all sad. Our uh, prayers go out to Ben's uh, now widow and six kids. We're here to talk about Ben Eklar, our dear departed friend. Very shocking. I worked with him past tense, hadn't really seen him that much recently, but he was obviously on my list for somebody to interview as a really strong contributor in the hobby, but you guys have worked with him. I'm looking at guys that worked with him on our team and then as well at at Panini and the predecessor. David Porter's here, Tim Trout, Tracy Hackler, and Rob Springs, great guys in their own right. Guys that could have been any one of us. Who wants to say a good word about uh, our buddy Ben? Like you were saying, Jim, it was shocking when we got the word of what had happened, and it was sudden and the least thing that we expected to hear. But what's amazing about what Ben left with us all was that all of us were privileged to work with him for over 20 years. And he sat right next to me for the last 18 of those 20 years. We would chat every day and we watched our families grow up together. And we spent almost as much time with them as we did with our families. I was fortunate to go on several trips with Ben where it was just Ben and I looking at stuff or checking stuff out or shopping for stuff or whatever it was. And so I got to spend lots of time with just Ben and I, and he was all about the hobby and he was all about his family, which is probably the, the two greatest tributes I could give to him. We've, we've talked about this a lot the last couple of weeks here at the office about how focused Ben was and everything he did. And he was all about building trading card sets. That's what he lived for. He got up in the morning and didn't think about anything else all through the day except building those great trading card sets. And he was fortunate enough to build some of the most iconic ones we have in the hobby now. He's pretty much the architect of National Treasures, and he developed the silhouette card that's in Crown Royale. He also built all the Americana programs that Donruss put out back in the day. He was just very proficient. He did his research. We stayed in in touch with what was happening in the hobby and in the marketplace. He was just a great example of of how to build trading card sets, and and we'll miss him deeply here at Panini. David, I always thought he had a quiet side. But then he had the other side <laughs> to where, but I think a lot of times he was pretty quiet. Well, he was very quiet, but when he got upset or if you were able to hit the right button with him, he could become very animated very quickly. Yeah. And you know, it was a side that not everybody got to see very often, but it, it certainly existed. All of that just came about because it was how much he cared about what he was right. doing. Absolutely. And he, he cared about what was happening in the hobby. He had great ideas and worked real hard to make sure that that everybody got to see him. You guys were kindred spirits. Uh, I think that's great. Working with Ben, you're right about two different sides. He was really quiet and really focused. David touched on it when he said, if you find the right button, he will just talk. One of my favorite stories was when we were at a photo shoot together. And I'd been working under Ben for the last few years at the time. And you know, he literally was sitting right behind me. I probably had more conversations with him at that photo shoot when we started talking about his kiddos then in the four years, it felt like sometimes and we hardly talked. He's just so laser focused on building trading cards. But we were talking because he was with, what was it, Leonard Williams. He was defensive lineman. And Ben was out there just grabbing hold of his jersey and working with him. And I'm like, what is this guy doing? 
And I tried to fumble and get a video, but of course I was a little slow with the phone. But I ended up asking him, like, what are you doing? I'm just trying to get some tips and tricks to take home to my kiddos um, <laughs> because my son plays D-line and I want to take some drills back to him. And I just wanted to, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And we talked about his kids playing sports that night when we got back and him and I had talked forever about that. It was a long night of him just telling me stories about his kids and even about himself playing because he fashioned himself and Tracy will laugh as a blue chipper. He was a blue chipper back when he was playing. But yeah, you get him on the right topic and he will just talk and talk. And it was great because at the time I was a young father and he had probably five kids at the time. And I just had my first not too long before telling me stories and telling me what he thought was important. One thing I really learned from Ben that I really enjoyed and I really take to heart is how much he took his work-life balance. And he really made sure he took time for his kiddos. And I know there was a lot of times he's sneaking out at 4.30. He's, hey, got a track meet tonight. We always wish him good luck. Hope you win. And it's just, it's his kiddos. We used to give him a hard time about it, but he's always making time for his family. And that's something I'm definitely going to miss. And he'd talk about his Padres and his Chargers too, because he's a big Padres fan. And I know we always joked on Fridays, a lot of times during baseball season, he's wearing his Padres jersey, but it was a camo jersey. And we're like, has anybody seen Ben? He's in his camo jersey. We can never find him. But he was just so quiet. And all you'd hear were just buttons clicking back there because he's just typing away, building a set. I, I yeah. just felt it seemed like a pretty big time baseball guy. And yet my vision of him is like an offensive lineman clearing the way, blocking for his buddies and for the running backs. Absolutely. And that's my analogy there. All you guys have been with Ben when he was at Beckett Publications. I don't know what the sequence was, but there was a little bit of a migration there, which we can laugh about that. It seemed like you guys wound up in a good spot and had a great team and that those relationships were intact. Rob Springs, what's your loss here? Yeah, I told the guys whenever Trout came over to me and I told them, I said, yeah, I started working with Ben in 1994 at Beckett. I think I am the oldest person that as far as work time with him. And yeah, like the guys have said, he would come off as aloof and not caring if you weren't paying attention because he was really just either into what he was doing or he was into his family stuff, right? There wasn't a whole lot in between. So you didn't see him out a lot and, and things like that because that's what he loved. And ironically, the magazine that you had focused on future stars, which was Ben's baby, is, is what he always was. As far as baseball prospect, one of the brightest minds that I've seen as far as knowing that who, stuff. Who was, who was brighter? I'm not sure. I'm not saying, probably nobody in the, probably somebody maybe outside the industry that at American or something like that. But but he knew so much more about football and, and basketball prospects as well. It just didn't stop with baseball. He, he was just really good at that. And that was his niche. And we're going to miss him and we're going to have a hard time replacing that type of knowledge. Not that it's easy to build sets and, and products and do what we do now, but it's much easier to teach somebody how to do those type of things than to really have the heart and just dedication to just dig into all that prospecting stuff because it's a lot of work. That's when you start looking for guys in single A and, and guys that haven't even you know made a team or anything like that. That's a lot of players and a lot of work. And so we're going to miss that dedication and we'll do our best to replace it. Somebody could jump in. I, I, I guess now I'm old. I think the value of experience is you can't just all of a sudden jump in. Ben, the kind of knowledge of the sport, the players, he'd seen it. So I, I I was going to say he was unflappable, except that I think your guys were right. If he hit the right button, he was flappable, but he'd seen it all and he'd been tracking with the prospects. That's the perspective you have to have when you're building these sets and in the hobby is that stuff comes up, but you know, there's, there were guys last year and the year before and the year before who had great promise. In, in 2001, actually, I ran into him at, at Donner's because we interviewed at the same time and he was just coming over strictly because that's when they had acquired the full baseball license. I think. Doug Goddard had ended up putting most of the original Donner set together that was released in 01, but I think Ben picked up from Elite on. But yeah, it was like February, 
2001 when I ran into him over at the building and I was like, oh, I, I shouldn't be surprised to see you here, but there you are. And then we started working together at Donner's. And I'm looking at, at, at four uh, surprises to me too, but, and even Robin and, and Tracy, you guys had double stints. Anyway, yeah. Tracy, what's your take on this? Your wordsmith, how do you even express the loss? Oh, it's difficult. And Ben had so much to offer us both as a professional and as a, as a family guy. And we've heard so many great stories over the years. My first recollection of Ben goes back to the Beckett days, obviously. We start, I started in 95. And you had that really nice library in the middle of the building. And SDP was in one corner and editorial was in the other corner. And I always passed this guy going to the library. I would give him a nod and say, hey, he would never even acknowledge it. And I'm a people person. I want to reach out. And, and I was miffed by that because I, I, that hadn't happened to me very often. So I passed him a few other times and did the same thing. Just complete nothing. Just got nothing from him. And I was like, dude, this guy's, this guy's a jerk. And so I finally had enough, and I introduced myself to him one day. I said, hey, I'm Tracy Hafer. I'm new here. He goes, hey, I'm Ben. And he was the nicest guy, but he probably was so locked into what he was doing that day, which probably had something to do with prospects with the magazine. And, and then come to fast forward 20 years, and you found out he was the warmest, cuddliest teddy bear of a dude. But he was gifted at really balancing his work life and his personal life. And the two rarely crossed unless you got to know him. Uh, really well. I think all of us out here were blessed to know him that way. He's a legend. He's going to be missed and you don't replace a guy like him, but hopefully his legacy lasts way beyond all of us. It's not like you were going to challenge him to a fight. <laughs> the blue chipper. Dr. Yeah, yeah, the, the blue chipper. I hear you. Now, so basically he got COVID and went super quick. I don't know that they know for sure exactly what the final verdict is going to be of that. I do know that he did get COVID and he was diagnosed with it. It was very sudden. I'm sure COVID played a part in it. I'm not sure that's all of it. I don't know that we know exactly what caused it yet, but it's uh, what Nicole, his wife, mentioned that was related to COVID. My point is that I've been doing these mortality episodes and, and tribute episodes, and I realize there's a big difference between dying when you don't have a chance to say goodbye. And it seems like Ben didn't have a chance to say goodbye. And that's just, it's really sad. And so us as his friends, we'd like his memory, this balanced memory, like you said, of excellence at work and excellence at home to be a good model, to be uh, emulated. But you're saying he really had no warning, no chance to say goodbyes? I don't think so. No, no. I think that's correct. I think it was really quick, Dr. Beckett, like minutes yep. or a few hours from having trouble breathing to not even getting to the hospital as far as I know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was very fast. What, what do you think he'd want to say? Beyond what you're saying, you're saying this is a guy that's worthy of uh, not just respect, but like I said, emulation. And, you know, the, the work-life family balance is true, especially when you have a job you love. Yeah, it is. That doesn't make it easier. That makes it harder. You have a family you love and you have a job you love. That's, the, I mean, it's best of both worlds. It's still tricky. I think Ben would tell us to protect the brands. That's what he spent his life doing, building them and protecting them. That would be what Ben would leave us with is make sure you keep doing what's right by the brands. Keep building them. Keep exploring. Keep expanding. Keep improving. Don't ever rest at that. And as far as the example for just being a dad, it's one that a lot of people would be very well advised to follow. Because as much as he loved building trading card sets and, and just hobby sets in general, he put that down every day to go home and be a dad. And he didn't even hesitate to do it. He just did it because that's what he was for. But Ben would be all about building the brands for sure. 
as I say, you probably spent more quality family time than a lot of us have, even though he was gone suddenly. I feel good knowing that his kids got that from him for so many years when so many people aren't able to give that because they just can't leave their job or, or take it home with them or take their computer home every night or whatever it may be. So those kids, even though they lost their, their dad, they were lucky to have that kind of quality time that he put into his family over all these years. Well, you shouldn't have six kids unless you're planning to be a great dad. <laughs> and it, True. It was. Well, it's, he was, he would rather have had seven or eight or nine. <laughs> one of that baseball team. Yeah, always he joked was, about it. He would, he would, you know, I don't <laughs> think that it was his choice to stop. That's so awesome. I thought about his wife and kids a lot over the last days. That's where your heart goes and that's where your head goes. But then I also think about what kind of father Ben was, what a husband he was. And you know that if anybody, by their actions and their deeds, I think his family is going to be fine because he was their father. He equipped them with the heart, the faith, and the head to be able to get over something like that. As tragic as it was, as unexpected as it was, as unfathomable as it was. I mean, he probably prepared them better than anybody could for that. And you know they're going to be okay because he was their dad and husband. I would imagine there's really good support in his church. I mean, I don't think think you'll see it Friday. Yeah. Yeah. I know that was a big part of his life. You can't replace him, but there'll probably be some people that'll step up, and that's a good thing. He certainly left us with a good example. It's not that we haven't seen how to do it yeah. here at Benini. We have that to follow. We should all be so fortunate that people will be saying these kind of things mm-hmm. when we go, nobody lives forever. If you had excellence at home and excellent at work, that's a great tribute. So thanks, guys. Be back again tomorrow with another episode. This was a tribute to Ben Eklar, a great guy we worked with for a long time and respected his work and respected him as a person even more. Thanks again, everybody, and we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you, Dr. Beckett. Thank you.